opening prayer begins on page three. O send out thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Vanity Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is the people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear of my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, as now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 19, sections 19 and 20, beginning on page 499 at the bottom. I call with my whole heart, hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. Yea, even unto thee do I call, help me, and I shall keep thy testimonies. Early in the morning do I cry unto thee, for in thy word is my trust. Mine eyes prevent the night watches, that I might be occupied in thy word. Hear my voice, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness. Quicken me according to thy judgments. They draw nigh that of malice persecute me, and are far from thy law. Be thou nigh at hand, O Lord, for all thy commandments are true. As concerning thy testimonies, I have known long since that thou hast grounded them forever. O consider my adversity and deliver me, for I do not forget thy law. Avenge thou my cause and deliver me, quicken me according to thy word. Health is far from the ungodly, for they regard not thy statutes. Great is thy mercy, O Lord, quicken me as thou art wont. Many there are that trouble me and persecute me, yet do I not swerve from thy testimonies. It grieveth me when I see the transgressors, because they keep not thy law. Consider, O Lord, how I love thy commandments, O quicken me according to thy loving kindness. Thy word is true from everlasting. All the judgments of thy righteousness endure forevermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was from the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Begins the third chapter of the second book of Kings. 
Now Jehoram, the son of Ahab, came king over Israel at Samaria in the 18th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and reigned 12 years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, but not like his father and mother, for he put away the sacred pillar of Baal that his father had made. Nevertheless, he persisted in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin. He did not depart from them. Now Mesha, king of Moab, was a sheep breeder, and he regularly paid the king of Israel 100,000 lambs and the wool of 100,000 rams. But it happened when Ahab died that the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. So King Jehoram went out of Samaria at that time and mustered all Israel. Then he went and sent to Jehoshaphat king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you go with me to fight against Moab? And he said, I will go up. I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. Then he said, Which way shall we go up? And he answered, By way of the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel went with the king of Judah and the king of Edom, and they marched on that roundabout route seven days, and there was no water for the army nor for the animals that followed them. And the king of Israel said, Alas, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord by him? So one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and said, Elisha the solder on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. But the king of Israel said to him, No, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts live before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. But now bring me a musician. Then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, Thus says the Lord, Make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, You shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water, so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. And this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. He will also deliver the Moabites into your hand. Also, you shall attack every fortified city and every choice city, and shall cut down every good tree, and stop up every spring of water, and ruin every... Now it happened in the morning... When the grain offering was offered, that suddenly water came by way of Edom, and the land was filled with water. And when all the Moabites heard that the kings had come up to fight against them, all who were able to bear arms and older were gathered, and they stood at the border. Then they rose up early in the morning, and the sun was shining on the water, and the Moabites saw the water on the other side as red as blood. And they said, This is blood. The kings have surely struck swords and have killed one another. Now, therefore, Moab to the spoil. So when they came to the camp of Israel, Israel rose up and attacked the Moabites, so that they fled before them. And they entered their land, killing the Moabites. They rebuilt it. And they stopped up all the springs of water and cut down all the good trees. But they left the stones of Kir Hereseth intact. However, the slingers surrounded and attacked it. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too fierce for him, he took 
with him 700 men who drew swords to break through to the king of Edom, but they could not. Then he took his eldest son, who would have reigned in his place, and offered him as a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel. So they departed from him and returned to their own land. Here ends the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the second chapter of the first epistle to Timothy. Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, and man the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am speaking the truth in Christ and not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. I desire, therefore, that the men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting, in like manner also that the women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with propriety and moderation, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing, but, which is proper for women professing godliness, with good works. Here ends the second lesson. Together, the shorter form of Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
the Lord be with you. And with Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, for as much as without thee we are not able to please thee, mercifully grant that thy Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the salts of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. The lesson from Kings today sort of highlights the, the disordered uh, life of Israel, um, and we note that um, Jehoram asks, uh, you know, the, the king of Judah to join him in battle. We come with him and they rush into battle. And what, what we've noticed in the, what we would notice in the context of, of reading through the history is that what they failed to do was pray about it. You know, what does God want? Does God want us to do this? And so they run into the endeavor and they, um, uh, then we get in trouble. Oh, oh, we need a prophet. We need, we need to. We, okay, God help us. And we go find Elijah, who says, "I who pays no attention to the king of Israel, but because of the promise God has made to the descendants of David, is willing to hear the petition of of the king of Judah." And so then it ends up they get a little bit of help. But that really is kind of how it illustrates our own uh, possible way we disorder life. We we decide we want to do something, we run into it, we get in trouble, and then, oh, hey, we've got to pray now. And, and we ask God to come in and fix it for us. And it never really works that way because the whole thing is sort of disordered. And even to go back to the beginning of the story when it, it describes Jehoram as someone who, who, who was a little bit better than Ahab, but who walked in the sins of, of Jeroboam, the sins of Jeroboam, again, are the idols at, at Dan, the city of Dan in the north, and, and Bethel in the south, where Israel routinely uh, offers false worship because, they, uh, because at the beginning, Jeroboam didn't want them to go down to the temple. And this has become kind of established and understood as a thing to do in Israel, and people are just used to it, but it's a grievous sin. And this reminds us that we can get things established in our life that are so fixed and set, we don't think we can change them, but nonetheless, they are dis, uh, displeasing to God and they keep us from our blessing. As we get into the late Trinity season here, we look to Advent, it's a good time to think about our lives. Have we established anything like that? Any 
idolatrous practice that just looms so large it keeps us in the blessing of God and uh because we just get used to it. everyone's doing it. we just have to do it and sometimes we have to do that hard work of removing things and changing our behavior it might cause a bit of disruption but that is the issue moving into Timothy um it's from this passage that we get um, the language. It begins our prayer for the church, which, which in the in the prayer book in the Eucharist, we talk about who by the holy apostles taught us to make prayers and supplications and give thanks for all men. It's precisely from First Timothy chapter that, that language is taken. We should note here that um, that that in this passage, Saint Paul uh, exhorts we make uh, intercession for kings and all who are in authority and. This is one of the reasons that in our own uh, development of the liturgy, we, we, we pray for the president and the governor. And even though the prayer book uses, Hayden wrote an excellent article this week, blog post about why we've gone beyond the language of Christian rulers, because that presumed a kind of stable Christendom. But the prayer book and the biblical language never presumed that that you would only pray for some rulers and not other rulers. St. Paul is here exhorting prayer for Caesar, who in fact ends up killing Paul himself, uh, probably in martyrdom. Uh, and the idea that the biblical New Testament setting is that you pray for kings because their job is to administer justice, to keep the, the order in the world, and therefore make it possible for the gospel and the witness of the gospel to be to be spread freely in that sense of order. And we want them to do that. That's their job, is the prayer book we pray for, to punish wickedness and vice and maintain true religion. It doesn't mean to establish Christianity. It means to, by establishing the boundaries of the moral order, it allows true religion to flourish. And so we note, therefore, in the Timothy passage that this is the rightly ordered life, that life begins in prayer in the Eucharist on Sunday. It begins each day in our prayer, and out of our prayer, we ask God, what do you want me to do? And if we have something in mind, do you want me to do this? And we have to be very open to the um, to the veto. And the veto would come from God and also from other wise people. Uh, if we're not, well, should I do this? And getting wise counsel, that's where we run into things that really aren't God's will because they're in our mind that we think these are right. And that's, you know, the disorder we see in the Old Testament lesson. The order of, of life, rightly ordered, is, is to begin with prayer and let our vocation and our behavior and our good works flow out of that each day. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with our prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men. Thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate.
that it may please you to comfort them, relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. We beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, then unworthy servants, to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Amen. Grace for our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all in prayer today. Have a great Friday, great be in the weekend. Hope to see you on Sunday for some of you. Bye bye. Thank Peace. you, everybody. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.